It's the Tiltcast, episode 547, Almost Fire. And this week, guys, we talk Destiny 2, Spellforce, Conquest of EO, Fail Seal, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Stay tuned. The seal didn't fail, it fell. Ah, and we're back. Woo! It's the Tilkcast. It is, and it is May twentieth at seven eighteen p.m. It's an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason, and Rusty is not here today. Um, but together you will get about thirty minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. Um, been a weird week. Um, Jason, you've been playing with the RV a little bit. Oh yeah. Like, uh, every, uh, every night this week has either been, um, doing stuff on the RV. Cause now, you know, now that we've had it and we've made our first run with it and we kind of, um, we kind of know like what seals we needed to work on, what, um uh what things we might need to work towards replacing cuz you know even even though you know they took fairly good care of it it's still a 15 year old travel trailer right so you know it it's going to have some stuff but the stuff that it needs is minor compared to some of the other ones we were looking at I I was pretty against you getting a 15-year-old travel trailer until you said it was a trailer and not yeah. an RV because an RV that's that old probably has some engine work that it needs. Yep, but an actual travel trailer, yeah, you don't got to worry about the engine any engine or anything just as long as the electronics and the and the axles are okay, you're doing pretty good. Um and there's no major water damage, you know. Right. Um, so that pretty much all week's been that or, um, you know, doing things like, uh, like we went and picked up a couple new mattresses that Crystal found cheap, you know, cause she's Miss Thrifty. Um, cause of course their mattresses were like old and, they smelled like mothballs. Um, well, your wife does thrift shop quite like a that. fair deal. Like there are times when she'll send me a random text and be like, "Hey, do you have one of these things, or do you want one of these things?" Because she like that's how I got my pool last summer. Um, was yep. went from a random, you know, like Saturday morning text from Crystal while she's out like shopping for random shit. She's like, "Yeah, do yeah. you want a do you want a Steam Deck?" I was like. I've got a Steam Deck. They're pretty nice. And then, like, 10 minutes later, she's like, do you want a Steam Deck case? I was like, I got one of those, too. It's got a kickstand on it. <laughs> I was like, where are you? And then she told me she's at the bargain store doing some shopping therapy. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> okay. Worst part is, so she actually asked you, do you want a Steam Deck? Yeah. She didn't even fucking tell me she saw one. Uh, let's see. What did she say? <laughs> Fucking horrible if she saw a Steam Deck. And I don't know if she did. She said, did you me. get a Steam Deck? And oh, then she, did and then you she, get a Steam Deck? Yeah. Okay. And then she yeah, sent me she, a picture of a case. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. Yes. She was she was on that level of maybe remembering right, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no. She, <laughs> she was just wanting to confirm. But, yeah, my wife does that stuff all the time. Like, she'll find something she think she remembered somebody needed um and she'll just well, ask she, because... she legit bargain shop for me on that pool like i think she went yeah. to a couple different places and found it at like an outlet store yep um and that was a really good deal like i think like i need to talk to you more about this offline but um, i need to put it up in the next couple of weeks yeah uh, yeah. So maybe uh you need to get yours up. I need to get mine up. We need to just work on it. Maybe next Saturday can be a a setup pool and podcast party. You can set up your pool and you can help me set up mine. 
Sounds and, good to me. And uh, I, the biggest challenge is going to be yours because we're going to have to put a really good base down rather than just putting it down on a tarp like like we did last year. Yeah, and I, I've got another volunteer for help. So, like, the last couple of weeks I've been having my tattoo hill, and I haven't been mowing my yard. And a buddy of mine mowed my yard and trimmed my tree. Like, he did a really fucking good job. Um, Just kind of on a whim, I posted something on Facebook, and one of my buddies I don't see that often was like, hey, I can mow your lawn. It totally uh came over here and, like, mowed my lawn, trimmed my tree, like, <laughs> did all sorts of shit. Because, um, you know, I didn't want to get hot and sweaty with a new tattoo. And uh, now I'm in a good spot. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's pretty healed. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's definitely important, though, like, for that first, for those first couple weeks, trying to keep it. Yeah. Well, and. Somewhat uh, dry. So, he's uh, he's also offered to help me set up the pool, because I know he just wants to come over whenever, which I don't care. He can come over whenever he wants to jump in the pool. But. Um, it is definitely, we're definitely in that whole season. It's like the whole reason I'm not doing the rest of my sleeve right now is I don't want to, I want, I'm ready for pool season. Like I'm like, I might even actually buy another pump to be honest with you and get one that's a little bit sturdier, um, that can clean the pool a little bit. And I even thought about getting a pool vacuum too, that, you know, like a pool robot just yeah. say fuck it. Cause, uh, that was a pain in the ass last summer. Yeah, um, man. A sand pump is fucking awesome. So, you know, like, uh, I have one of those and it's fucking great. It really, the, you know, I still fought stuff a little bit because, you know, you have crap fall out of the tree, whatever. Yeah. We both set up ours um, under trees because we both like the shade. Yeah. But the, uh, uh, but realistically, for the most part, um, last summer, I didn't have any issues with uh with algae until the till the very end where we got so busy that I couldn't go out there every couple days and vacuum it. Oh yeah, and we also had a lot of rain um, this summer too. Yeah, and we had a lot of rain at the end of the summer and that's when I ended up having algae, but like the first you know, two and a half months worth of the summer, first three months. I had no issues. Um, so sand pumps are great. And I told you that last year, you'd probably want to move on to a little bit bigger pump eventually. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it's definitely pool season. Um, I'll definitely use it. Like literally <laughs> I'm going to throw my steam deck in a plastic bag and just float and play steam deck. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm ready. I for don't the think they make a Ziploc bag big enough for the Steam Deck. I, I don't know the two gallon bags. I got are pretty big. <laughs> um, that'd be a fucking sight. I was doing a, you know, in home streaming from my phone, um, to you know with uh Steam Link. Yeah, um, I've done that before in my pool. Like just sat out there throw up the tiki torches with the anti-mosquito stuff you know just sat in the pool till i got too cold playing games sit in the little little chair or till lola gets too bored of like standing up in the ladder and watching me in the in the pool so one thing i don't have to worry about like lola hates water so much like she'd like it's been raining all week and she doesn't even like the wet grass like she just you can see her like high stepping out there to go do her business but like a, a drop of water drops from the sky and she just like hauls ass back inside. Just like yeah, you are our, such a, a weenie dog. Our pit bull's the same way. Well, she's he 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 hates water to the point that there is only one person in the house that can actually give him a fucking bath. And it's me, because he knows I will fucking muscle him to do it. Um, if anybody else tries to, tries to give him a bath, they can't control him. Yeah. Lola, Lola's such a drama queen when I try to put her in the bath and it, she only ends up getting a bath about every three months because it's such a pain in the ass, but I get her in there and she just like hollers and moans and she's mad and 
Like as soon as she gets out, like she's shaking all over the place. She's running in circles, like jumping on furniture, like just goes nuts. So like yeah. I have to sit in the bathroom with her and listen to a podcast and like try to dry her off and let her air dry a little bit before she goes romping all over the place. Then if I let her outside, she just rolls in the grass. Just like Our, ours just sits the sits there shaking and looking at me sideways, like why the fuck are you putting me through this? Yeah, like even yesterday, like I was I was uh making some burgers and you know, got my hands dirty with the the grates on the grill outside. And for whatever reason, like I scratched her like after I'd like put the fire on or whatever and I had these like big black streaks. So I got a damp washcloth and wiped it off and she would like shook for like five minutes. She'd just like walk a few steps and shake, walk a few steps and shake. So, like it was damp. Like, don't be such a drama queen. Like when I let her inside, like she comes up to me and lifts her paws so that I can dry her paws off, which I'm glad I taught her that. But like she wants to get her paws dry, like just from stepping on wet grass. Like she's ridiculous. Yeah. And and then the uh uh the actual like rehomed rescue that we have, the uh the cat the newer dog. I didn't know no, the newer dog. dog. Yeah, we ended up, uh, um, one of Crystal's friends, uh, had a, uh, uh, Pipple, or not Pipple, sorry, a German Shepherd Border Collie mix. That's a weird mix. Um, that, um, uh, she just, because of some, physical issues was just completely unable to take care of anymore. Um, so we brought her in, uh, last year and, uh, she is, she's fucking fearless. She will go out there in the rain, roll around in the mud. She gives two shits as my prissy little fucking ass pit bull just whines about, having to go outside in the drizzle to go to the bathroom because it's going to be drizzling all day and you got to go, dude. I know you're not going to hold it the whole fucking day. Yeah. Lola will hold it all day. Oh, he will try, but like, you know, then you'll, uh, then you'll find a gift in his bed the next morning, you know? (laughs) yeah i got one of those uh i've been trying to straighten my beard a little bit so i got one of those like heated brush things it gets to like 450 degrees and you know it's too hot when like you're like brushing out your beard and you start to smell hair burning there's been a couple of times i've worried about it just catching my beard on fire You know, I've actually thought about getting one of those because mine's so fucking curly. Right. We've got the same, like, curse of curls. Yes. Uh, so, uh, it's, wor- it's it's taming it, but I know I can't turn it up to 450 degrees. So, I was just using it last night. I was in the, doing a photo shoot for a burlesque group here in town. And, uh, like, my hair was, like, really untamed. And, like, when I do photos or whatever, like, it's hard. I wear a hat, like, all the fucking time. Like, I just don't want to deal with my hair. But I was like, well, I don't want to wear a hat the whole time, so I have to take it off. It's like, I might as well get ready. And I was like, oh, yeah, and I got this beard brush. I'm going to try that out. And so, like, last night, it was, like, using the beard brush, and, like, it was just started smoking. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to light my beard on fire. <laughs> um, you know, get some good shots. Work through that. I had, they had the- Hey, Justin. What? could say your facial hair is hot oh that's bad that's bad <laughs> it was uh it was almost fire um to quote the kids these days <laughs> that's great but yeah like uh i got some good shots um drank some really shit beer that for whatever reason i don't know what the deal was with this bar so like they're doing a show at a bar right so they got like a cover charge and go in there to take photos. 
And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm at a bar. I want to drink something. What do they got? They've got Bud Light, Miller Light, and Bush. And that was it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you've got all this piss water beer. Wow. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'll try out Bush. Haven't had this in oh. a very long time. Fuck me. Oh. God damn. You would have been better off going with the Miller Light, dude. No, I did try oh. the Miller Light at first, and I was like, oh, God, I remember how much I hate this shit. Like, it tastes, it literally tastes it's so bad. Um, It just had no taste. So I got, I was drinking the Bush Light, which was slightly more tolerable than the Miller Light, but, like, not by much. And it was just, it was rough. Um, and I didn't, you know, I don't drink mixed drinks. Um, not, not typically. Not since my 20s when I used to drink a lot of Long Islands and get really fucked up. I just wanted, I wanted something to wet my whistle while I was working, you know. And I had like five or six of those through the course of about three hours, and I paid for it today. Like, I didn't even get drunk. It just left me with a hangover headache. It like triggered a migraine this morning. I slept into like fucking 10 in the morning trying to sleep this thing away, and it just never left. And then I've been working on photos all day. Yeah. Um, about the About the only way I don't get one is... Um, I have discovered I can, I can drink spotting and as long as I've eaten, I'll be okay. And I can drink Guinness. And again, as long as I'm eating while I drink it, I'm okay. Guinness almost never but, gives me a hangover unless I have like 10 of them. Well, it's uh, just because we've consumed so much of it over the last, what, 20 plus like years. It's, it's just way higher quality. <laughs> Like it's well, just, there's that too. Like the higher quality alcohol, like doesn't leave you with as bad a hangover. It's like I used to drink Lost Lake, um, when I was in my early, early, early twenties. Like that shit would make you feel like you got lost in the lake. Like that stuff is so bad. Um, it was. It's like the Shasta of beer, you know. Like uh, Lost Lake is, like, talking like around twenty years ago, like say fifteen years ago, I was drinking Lost Lake, and at that oh, time it like was a- it's two fifty a six pack. Like it's cheaper than like cheapest soda. That that's like uh, uh, at Trent's birthday when the um, Mad Dog came out. I was like, nope, not touching it. Oh yeah, that did fucking give you some some crazy migraine headaches later. Yeah, I would have woken up absolutely destroyed had I even had a drink of that. No, that was just. That guy trolling everybody. Oh, I know. But then they actually opened the bottle. Yeah, they drank the whole thing. <laughs> like, I was like, nope. They kept asking me if I wanted some. Nope. Hell to the no. <laughs> That's like, no way, man. That was That was when we, that was what we drank when we were like 19 and 20 and dirt shit poor. Yeah, it was funny last night. So, like, you know, they did this raffle, and I support these guys. Like, I'm friends with half the people, and they're in this troop. And uh, so they're doing, like, a raffle, and I bought, like, $10 worth of tickets, right? Um, You know, and I tip all the performers a little bit um, and whatnot. And I was Vanessa has a friend that comes in from out of town all the time, and I usually hang out with her at these shows, or Vanessa being my friend, that one of the friends that does the burlesque stuff. And uh, so her friend was there with us. And doing all these raffles for a lot of like goofy stuff, right? Like they're, they'll do like, you know, like half the audience is girls, right? So like there's stuff that's there. It's like makeup and then like some jewelry and then like, then they'll do some gag gifts. Like there'll be like a pocket pussy and like a dildo or something like that. Right. And then they had some like grand prize that was worth a lot of money. And then I happened to win that. And, uh, it was for a photo shoot. (laughs) I was like, this is ironic. I was like, I don't need a photo shoot. So I ended up giving it to to her friend because I was like, yeah, I, this is the last. Like, they were even laughing about it. It's like, so uh, Justin got the photo shoot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so uh, so Molly can take photos of me in seductive ways. I was like, that's not going to happen. I was like, I'm going to give it to Vanessa's friend. <laughs> but, yeah, one of them also does a lot of photography. I was like, yeah, not not doing a sexy photo shoot. That's for damn sure. That would have been great for the lols, though. Like, 
I wasn't going to waste it. Like, her friend wants to take a bunch of, like, candid photos together with her. So, like, it's way more worth it for her. Yeah. Um, no, totally. And, like, one thing about photography, like, women shoot women differently than men do. And I think for, like, some of the candid stuff, I think women do better. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, like, they even shoot, like, you know, not to, like, dive into, like, the differences between sexes or any of that stuff. But, like, in my experience, like, very, very feminine women seem to take different, have a different take on, like, wedding photos and personal photos and things like that. I have a very different take on the shots that I take. Um, like, I can make, I don't, like, I started when I started a long time ago, oh, I used to do man. like headshots and then model shots for a clothing store here in town. Um, and I take photos for that in a very different kind of way than I feel like a woman would. And then same now, right? Like doing a burlesque shoot, like I kind of know the angles that a guy wants to see. Right. So like a very masculine woman or somebody like me, who's a very, yeah, a very, uh, or a very straight man. Um, into girls, I, I kind of know what a guy wants to see, so I take those or, kinds of photos. Yeah, or even me, who used to shoot events all the time. Granted, that was like when I was 18 and in my early 20s. But, no, and not only that, but I've found in all my experience, too, a lot of that is just a lot of women, straight or or not, are generally more comfortable doing the candid stuff with another woman. Yeah. Like or with the with, photographer being a woman. I get a lot of breaks with the stuff that I do because I don't do, I don't do any nudes or anything like that. Like the closest to nude quote unquote that I do is burlesque. And that's because I have friends that are in the group. Right. So shooting yep. for them is not a big deal for me because I know all like most of the people that do that in that troop. And I've done a few, you know, like most of what I do is like promo stuff. So it'd be like headshots and stuff like that or them in a swimsuit or lingerie or something. But most of the stuff that I do is like my specialty is <laughs> pets and events and concerts, right? Like I'm really bad at directing, like honestly, like knowing I can do that all right. Like um, I guess I can give her a name now. Like my kiddo Gianna um, did her senior photos in like 15 minutes. Um, and got some shots of her that she really, really liked. And I did those on a fucking phone. Um, and so for stuff like that, I'm fine. But like I genuinely like weddings, not my thing. Um, individual portraits, I'm fine with. I think family photos because I owe you a bunch of family photos I'm fine with. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. We just got to find time in both our schedules. Yeah. Yours and my family's. Yeah. And definitely not this next week because it's going to suck. But. Oh, yeah. That being said, um, it is a video game podcast. Um, it is. And now life is out of the way. Jason, have you been playing anything recently? Yeah, I, um, uh, of course, played a little bit more cyberpunk this week. Um, played, uh, um. Uh, Cause I got, I got in a weird space where I wanted to play a shooter, but, but I was kind of done with cyberpunk, um, at least for, for a minute, you know, set that down for a few days. Uh, but I didn't want to do anything, uh, like uber competitive or anything. Um, and I've, for whatever reason, never uninstalled Destiny 2. So I ended up loading that up for a few hours one day. Uh, kind of started Ghostwire Tokyo, but I'm only like the first two hours in. Um, whatever reason. that I guess because of how busy I was, you know, like before I sat down, I just wasn't in the space to really sit down with it and dive into it. Right. Um, so I kind of needed something, you know, as, how would we say, uh, uh, chaotically easy to jump in and out of as, 
as my life last week. Um, and that just kind of fit the bill. And, you know, for... Guess where? Tokyo did? No, no. Uh, Destiny 2 did. Destiny Sorry. 2. Just jump it back and forth. Because um, I never fucking uninstalled it for whatever reason. Yeah, it's like a 120 um, gig install, too. Yeah. Um, uh, so I played that for about six hours this week. Damn. Um, did you, do you have any of the new content or are you just playing the legacy stuff? Well, um, just the, just the legacy stuff. I've not been able to, unless I find something or like crystal finds, you know, like one of the expansions in whatever store stores on sale or something. I just, I can't find it in myself to, to pay 15 or $30 for those expansions. Um, it's, uh, that just feels like, uh, for, for a game that's been out as long as it has, and considering most of these expansions, um, minus the most recent one, I think, which is Lightfall, have been out for two plus years. I just, I can't bring myself to pay that much for them. I, um, I don't blame you. When realist, when realistically, all they do is, you know, like change up the strikes and add add new raids, which I don't really have anybody to really raid with. You know, right? I'm um, I'm pretty burned out on Destiny too, as well. Yeah, it. I all of us initially burn out on it really fast. It, even though I will say this, going back to it, it is a really quality game. It is, you know, it does a lot of the things that the original did better. Um, but I just feel like a lot of the, they didn't change up the formula or enough or, or like, uh, put in a large enough campaign to really make that feel different enough to have kept, you know, gamers like you, me and Rusty engaged. You have um, to, you have I to think put, that's where they kind of fell off. I don't know the state of the game right now. Again, if out of the podcasts as we, that we pimp, um, TVGP is the one like Boston literally writes the wiki for destiny. So like, if you need destiny info, He's your guy. But for me, it was they released that expansion a little while back and then they reduced the amount of strikes uh, to like five. And I know they've added some sense, right? But like, I was like, I am not going to do the same five strikes every day forever yeah. to get gear. I was like, I don't care how much they do variety on them. Like, five strikes isn't enough. Um, yeah, that's what initially burned us out on one, right? We just kept well, doing the and, same strikes and the same raids over and over. Right. And and so, and the raids take a really long time. Like, it's a pretty big commitment. Um, it's a big commitment for me without any children, for you with children's. Um, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah, because back then it was taking us like three, two to three hours to do a, to do a raid. Yeah. Forget yeah. about that when your kid's like fucking around in the background right um you need like it's hard enough i think for us to even do stuff like vermintide or dark tide just because at least with that it's like a 25 minute commitment you know yep you can be non-distracted for like half an hour yeah at least here this weekend was like the last of the kids sports activities and whatnot so at least for the duration of the summer, I'll be a lot freer for some of that stuff. Because yeah. we're not, like, running to practices two or three nights a week, that sort of thing. It's fine for time so for everybody to nice. rest a little bit. Yep. Well, right on. I uh, ended up playing... I played a lot more Dead Island, too. I'm trying to beat that. So far... Pretty decent quality game. Doesn't do anything crazy new and innovative, but it does a lot of things. It works. 
it also just works. It still works at a great frame rate. Don't have any issues with the game. I've had one crash since I started playing it. Um, like period. Like everything else just works. Um, a little bit of it's tedious. The they reuse the same maps either in a day or nighttime environment, and you've got a lot of like, you know, basically like fetch quests. It's just the the thing that holds really strong in that game is the combat's pretty damn good. Um. And it, there hasn't been a point where I thought it was a slog. Like, I actually feel like I'm beating it a little bit too quickly. Um, but I'm almost done. I think I got five main missions left. Um, so if I put my nose to it, I could probably beat it tomorrow. It just depends on how much I want to edit photos this weekend. Um, I did need something different, though. So I wanted to give Felsil another try. That's a game that I bought a couple years ago. Uh, it's a turn-based battler, very much like Tactics Ogre. It's not as good as Tactics Ogre. Um, I did figure that you find out that you basically do need to grind a little bit. It plays out like old Tactics Ogre and that you can kind of mix and match classes. So you get mastery of a class and then you can save that class as your secondary class while you master another class. And it takes you having mastery or at least certain levels of certain classes to unlock new classes for your characters. Which means that you grind in some maps over and over and over again. Which I did, and which was really good for the couple of nights where I was mentally exhausted and I just needed something to do. Um, it was good for that, for me to listen to a podcast and just do battles in a couple of different areas over and over again to grind up my characters um, into something that was pretty usable. Stories kind of so-so, um, but the the game moment-to-moment gameplay of that game is pretty good. Um, and... If you have it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's if you're in the mood for something like old school tactics ogre, it's very much that. Um, so on a game that I tried, uh, there's a couple of quick games I want to mention. Um, it's in very early access, but I found it on sale for three dollars. And there's a game called Renfield Bring Your Own Blood, which is kind of a movie tie in game, and it's a survivor's like it's very much like Vampire Survivors, but plays a little bit differently. Um, it doesn't have evolutions. Um, you collect, you know, XP from the characters you kill, then collect money to do permanent unlocks, basically. And it's got like three levels and I think three characters. And I've unlocked a fair amount of stuff in about three hours. Um, I don't know how much content's in there. It was certainly worth less than $5, though. And it was a good mindless game for me to fuck around with a little bit. Um, Jedi Survivors. Still doesn't fucking work, man. Like, I'm in, like, the third area of that game, so I've got, like, eight hours in that game, right? I've liked the moment-to-moment gameplay of that game. I like a lot of things about that game, like, quite a bit. Game is unfucking stable on PC. Like, out of all the games that I have right now, it is the most unstable on PC. Um, there's a And all the patches for this game take for fucking ever, so it'll be, like, downloading the f- first huge patch, like... It's running out of bandwidth, actually, and I was like just kind of holding off on it, and I was looking, and it says, oh, if it has some stability improvements, I'm going to go ahead and let it go. So it's like 40-odd gigabytes, and I think I was talking about it last week. And then for it to re-update the 120 gigs on your PC with an NVMe, it still takes like fucking 30 minutes. So you spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes downloading and 30 minutes of it updating. I tried to do it on my lunch so it wouldn't interfere with my work, right? Get back after after work to try the game. Doesn't work. Wait a few days. A patch comes out. Says it's only like five gigs. And I'm like almost at the end of my bandwidth. I came like 30 gigs short of like actually having overage with my bandwidth this month because of shit like this. Between this and fucking Last of Us like updating all the fucking time. Um, and of course does it again. It's like five gigs. But it takes like 45 minutes for it to update on the PC. Again, I've got an NVMe and it took that long. St- Go in to run it, load up the area I was in. It restarts basically the cutscene that I was at. Game fucking crashes right at the end of the cutscene, just like it did before. Back up, back it up. Uh, go to a, a, a save just right before that. Do the fight, this boss fight with a with a ATST, and um, go back through the cutscene. Fucking crashes again right at the end. It's like wasted like an hour and a half playing, sort of playing that, getting stuck in the same spot. I was like, do I need to start over? Or is it going to keep crashing here? I don't know, but it really pissed me off, right? Like I'm almost at the point of uninstalling Jedi Survivor and just waiting for them to fix the fucking game on PC. But I like what I've played. 
If you're on console, apparently works fine on console right now at a, at a smooth, buttery smooth 30 FPS. Um, it is fucking broke as shit on PC right now, though. I'm running a 4090 and a 5950X, so I have the requirements for this fucking game. Um, so anyways, put that down. And then um, I played, uh, like I said, I'm a big, I'll pimp them as much as possible, but Green Man Gaming, um, like I said, if you buy like $100 worth of stuff from them in a year, you unlock gold status forever, which is like basically an unlimited 20 to 30% off on a lot of games. Sometimes it's as low as like 12. Anyways, there was a game that came out earlier this year that I've been looking at that was on a sale there for like 35% off called Spellforce Conquest of EO. Um, which meant that I paid like $18 for it. So I went ahead and snagged it and started playing it. And this is like, this is turn-based 4X crack. Like, it's really good. Um, It has some pretty good tutorialization. So it's got a 4X map kind of like Civ, right? Or not like Civ. Um, Maybe Heroes of Might and Magic. So you got a big yeah. open world map, right? And... You go to your castle and you pick like one of several classes and each one of these things is, a, you know, like a replayable campaign. And I picked the alchemist, which meant I started off with orcs in my toe for my first starting units. And so there's a whole story behind it as to what you're doing. And you take this like stack of units and interact with the castle and it gives you some quests. So you start to do those quests, right? And then... Your castle builds up power and expands its boundaries, and those boundaries have resource nodes. Now, the resource nodes are pretty light. It's basically just gold and mana that you're getting. Um, you have to buy people to work certain nodes. So, like, if it's got, like, a grain symbol on it, which means it's a growing thing, right? Um, either your stack of combat units or a worker class that you hire can do that. And they all come with a certain amount of cost. Um so they go hard, and you use all of those things to make, like, craft different things for your units or for your castle. And so the resource gathering for this is kind of weird. Um, once you run an area out of resources, you pack up your tower and fly it over to another area. And then your hero units can also capture points that have gold and mana resources. So you can use them to put down a little house, basically, and that house like has a certain radius and everything within that radius that generates mana or gold goes into that. And so the game is about balancing your economy um, while still following the quest lines that you're picking up. And you pick up the quest lines in different ways. So um, some of the quest lines, you know, you'll go to a you know a little marker on the map and then that says, you know, you got a whole story about what's going on. It's all text. There's not any voice dialogue. There's a whole story about something that you're going and doing. And then you take your hero stack and you go do those things, right? Um, that's like the super like bro version of what this game is. But the combat's fairly tactical. What I mean by that is all of your units level up. And every time they level up, they have a couple of random um, enhancement attributes that you can pick from. So it could be more health or... It could be that now your weapons are bloodied or serrated, and so they cause bleed on attack. And so what you're doing is you're not just looking at your overall power, right? So let's say my power is 400. I'm not just matching that versus and saying like, oh, this other unit's like power 200. I can beat it. You're also kind of looking at those units to see if they have like resistances to the type of damage that your units can use. And then in your stack, you can mix and match different unit types, right? So like I've got a stack of units that's got couple of wolves it's got a, some spiders and i've got a goblin shaman that can heal my gr group and then i've got a mage as my leader for that and the mage can shoot missiles and also do support spells so like there's a shitload of different uh different types of um units that you can grab and anyways long story short like on the strategy layer when you go to attack is you have the abilities that your units have you've got the basic attack and defend they can pull items out of their bag and use those on the battlefield. And then you get bonuses if you're able to flank. So flank, it'll show you like an area, let's say it's 120 degrees in front of them. Um, all of that is going to be, you know, repellable defense. Well, if I can get them engaged with a unit, I can take another unit and spin around behind them and do like double damage from behind, right? Um, right. So it's all about kind of controlling the battlefield, natural choke points and things like that. And I've been able to do a lot with like rooting spells and... 
choke points to where I can get a big army of several stacks, right? Like being funneled through a couple of choke points, then holding those choke points with like two really strong melee classes while my archers or my mages or whatever fire from behind. Um, or I'm using spiders to root things all over the place while I'm <laughs> picking things off with my packs of wolves. Um, but like, I don't know how much time do I have in this game already? 10 hours. I have 10 hours in this, which means basically a couple hours a night since I got it on Monday, um, which sounds about right. But I haven't bounced off that at all. It's been pretty fucking good. Um, but uh, yeah, Spell Force Conquest of EO. Um, haven't played the other Spell Force games. Um, I would say this is very unique, very different than a lot of games. And even full price, I think it's only 30 bucks. Um, I was looking at some reviews from a couple of other, like there's a couple of sites where one of the reviewers has like 300 hours in this game already. Like for a, you know, weird strategy game, kind of like, like weird strategy in the way of like the endless dungeon or um, endless spaces. It kind of has a similar style to those. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, had something completely different. I also started Traveler's Rest. Um, got that on a sale recently for four ninety nine. I think it's normally like 12 bucks or something. Kind of like weird Stardew Valley meets bartending. Um, it's a, you know, a management game, which I, I like those. Um, but just didn't really start it. I was going to play it on my Steam Deck. And one reason or another, I just barely started it. And then I got really hooked on this Spell Force Conquest of EO game. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. But um, I think it's probably a good time for a break. Yeah, sounds good. All right, we'll be back, guys. back Woo! been uh digging around some news um so i wanted to talk a little bit about something that i was excited about and then it's been shed on pretty hard um hawken made a single player version of the game and it just came out in early access this week and i'll credit pc gamer i tend to uh i follow them pretty hard on a lot of stuff and Somebody who was, I can't remember which guy it was, but one of the staff at PC Gamer was saying it was like likely one of their biggest disappointments this year because the original Hawken was pretty fun. I don't play a lot of multiplayer games, though, and so I didn't play it very long because even back then, finding a group to play something is kind of hard um, as an adult. I think it's easier for you in like a dorm situation or people that don't have busy lives, so I tend to stray towards single player. Um, but it is not universally well-received. In fact, it is sitting at a mostly negative rating on Steam currently. So it is an early access. It is 100% free to play right now. Um, one of the biggest gripes, though, is there is a full-on cash shop that sells items for your mech that are not cosmetic, like literally like guns and armaments and stuff like that, which is pretty gross. So we'll see what that series becomes with a mostly negative rating on a free-to-play game. Um, maybe it'll change. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, if you don't already know, Epic's doing their like summer sale thing where they release a game every week. Um, by the time this goes up, it'll be gone, but currently it's Death Stranding is a hundred percent free on Epic and they'll probably do another larger game next week. So by the time this releases, we'll probably have another fairly large game on the Epic store. I think it's worth checking into. I, I've got a lot of free games on Epic. I think I've got like a hundred um, to just set my backlog in case I run into a rainy day. Um, one thing that Steam is at least trying on right now is a free trial mode, right? So like something I miss, I miss being able to rent video games, right? So you could essentially try before you buy or pay too much on rentals. Um, and right. I know... 
Gamefly was a big thing way back when. Like when we first started this show, I gamefly a lot instead of Trent. We had like a premium subscription and we get games every week. Then we'd beat them and send them back and then get more games. And we'd do like two games at a time, a game that I wanted to play and one that he wanted to play. That was actually how we funded the start of the show because I didn't have very much money. Um, and then that didn't become a thing. And then we haven't had demos or anything. And then with Steam, very seldomly I'll refund something that's just awful. Um, or I'll refund something that just doesn't click with me pretty quickly. Um, I'll say right now I'm like one of a handful of people where the uh, – the Oberdin did not click with me in the same way that it clicked with a lot of people. Um, I refunded it after an hour. But there's also been a few other games like uh, – I can't even remember. There's a game I was talking about on here a few weeks back that was just so bad. Like it wasn't worth the $8 I spent on it. And not that I'm a cheap ass. I just don't need any more Steam bloat. And so I refunded it, right? Well, I'm also for what they're doing right now with the Dead Space remake. So right now – um, you can try Dead Space for an hour and a half as a demo um, before the time limit runs out and then you decide you can't you can't play it anymore. So you basically just go over to the, the store page, just hit play now. It'll download to your Steam client, right? And it'll let you enjoy an hour and a half. Um, right now, that is only running for the next week. So I'll be curious to see if people try it. Um, or if Steam continues to implement this, but I think this is actually better than the refund system, right? If you could just try a game before you buy it, it would be easier for everybody for you to not do the refund if it just ends up not clicking with you. For somebody with me with a lot of ADD, I think it'd be super helpful too for me to just download something and be like, is this something I'm going to buy? Play it for a little bit, and then, you know, hits the the paywall, and it's like, all right, now you got to buy it. If I really like yep. it, yeah, absolutely. Um, Hells to the... Uh... I, I'm excited about it because it'll mean I at least get a little bit of a taste of stuff. Well, and, you know, you've got lots of other responsibilities that I don't have where you got to think about if you're spending money, if it's you got to be kind of sure that you want something because, you know, you got to you got to justify the cost of it versus what you're doing for your kiddos, et cetera, you know, which I, I don't at yeah. all. Um, Like. I'm really regretting the fact that I paid for Jedi Survivor and I can't even fucking play it. Yeah, hopefully that gets fixed soon. I mean, we both bought it sight unseen because we liked the last one. Yep. Um, game release-wise, um, you've got System Shock 2 coming out at the very end of this month on May 30th. Um, you also have Diablo 4 if you pre-order it, which means just going and signing into your battle.net and then just purchasing it at $70. Um, you will get access to it on the first. Um, I like what I played so far, so I'm going to be one of those fools that does that, and that's because I did play it first um, before I'm going to throw my bones at it. And then for other random things, I really liked Jagged Alliance 20 years ago when they and they announced a sequel to two um, back in like 2003 or four. Um, I liked it because it was kind of a squad based tactics game, kind of like a, at the time, like they had fallout tactics, but it was kind of crappy. Um, and it was kind of reminded me of what that game should have been um, back at the, back in the day. And so I liked Jagged Alliance too, when I played it back in my early twenties and shit. Yeah. I was just barely like 20 or 21 when that came out. Um, but yeah, anywho, um, three comes out July 14th, um, definitely has a fresh coat of paint on it and a lot of different things like how high you are, how close you are to your enemy makes a difference. Like there's bleed damage, there's all sorts of different gun modifiers you can use. Um, it's very much like a, a wasteland three kind of thing with the even deeper tactics than that. So very curious about that. Um, I've got other things, Absolutely. but I've been, I've been talking for a minute. Jason, what do you got? Well, a uh, little bit of a surprise thing. Uh, thank you, PC Gamer, for the article yesterday. Um, it's been uh, revealed that Supermassive, the studio behind uh, games like Until Dawn and The Quarry, um, is actually has agreed 
to do a project on behalf of Behavior Interactive. Uh, it is a single-player Dead by Daylight game. That's um, a strange take on it. Right? Um, no additional details will uh, will be released until later this year. Uh, but apparently it's... Uh, it's going to be a focus more on a narrative experience. Um, you know, putting emphasis on like life and death choices, etc. Um, interesting. So I, I would imagine seeing something more like until dawn or the dark pictures anthology with, uh, you know, one of those really heavily, heavily narrative games with, you know, like some should should we say telltale like story choices, you know? Um and speaking of telltale, um they as we know that team a bunch of that team kinda came back together uh in the middle of last year. Well it's been announced that they are they've been working on a uh one of their classic style games, uh, but centered around the expanse, which is a popular sci-fi show out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, similar to, um, of course it's really updated 3d visuals. Uh, they're going much more, um 3d realistic instead of the the kind of comic art style with it um closer to like life is strange true colors right um uh because deck nine is working with with them on it um so you know we'll see what they do with with telling a di different story in that universe uh, definitely sounds sounds interesting, and it's going to be uh, it's going to go on pre-sale June first, um, and the uh, the release date as of right now is July twenty seventh. Go out, check the video. It it looks pretty interesting. When pretty, pretty amazing how they were able to keep that kind of hush-hush. One thing that's making some waves right now is they announced a Mortal Kombat reboot. Um, so that is set right now to be released on September 19th. Um, they're skipping last-gen consoles altogether, so it's going to be on the current Xbox as well as the PS5. And it's rumored that they're going to do a basically the cloud-based play for Switch so that they don't have to optimize it for Nintendo. Um, set to set you back 70 bucks, while PC and Nintendo Switch versions will cost 60 bucks. Um, there's also some crazy collector's editions, one for 110 and then one for 250 bucks. Um, I, I, it sounds great, and from the trailer, it looks like they're just going off of the the end of the story from the from the Mortal Kombat 11 um, storyline and expansion uh, where Liu Kang's now basically Raiden. Right. Um, and Raiden was reborn as a normal human. I guess we'll just see. So. One thing that was... Yeah. Not really in any single story that I was looking into is I've been wanting to find out more about Dreadwolf, the Dragon Age Four, right? Um, I was looking, I was looking back at like you know Bioware release dates, right? So the last two decent, so the last really good game was Mass Effect Two, and I think everybody agrees that's like a masterclass game. And then you got Mass Effect Three, which is Still really good, but not as good as 3, and that came out in 2012. And then you've got um, Dragon Age 4, which came out in 2014. 
Since then, you had Andromeda. And Dragon Age 4 was even a little bit of a letdown. No, Dragon Age 4 hasn't come out. So Dragon Age 3 or, Inquisition was I'm the sorry, last one. Dragon Age 3, I mean. Yeah, it was sorry. it was decent, but not great. Um, I, I put a lot of hours into it because I'm... I guess I'm just a simp for Dragon Age, but like, you know, it's a, it's an, it's a four out of five game. It's not like a four and a half or four and a quarter or, you know, 4.75. Like it's, it's 80% Metacritic. I don't know what it is for sure, but that's what it is in my head. Um, that was the last time they put out a really decent game. Now I know that you chewed through a lot of Anthem because you're, you know, you're a simp for, for Mass Effect and it's not a bad game, but it's definitely not at the same quality as the other ones. Um, and that came out in like no. 2016, and then that was followed by uh, Anthem, which was like 2018. Yeah, and I don't think any of us really played that. No, and it failed spectacularly. And then the only other thing they've released is the Anniversary Editions remakes of Mass Effect, and they've not released anything since. We're sitting at five years without a release, and we're sitting at nine years since a quality release. Um, there was some stuff going around on Twitter, and, you know, take Twitter for what it is, right? Um, usually it's a pretty big dumpster fire. But some of the somebody had recently quit that was a, apparently a writer from BioWare that was saying they didn't vi- value the writing staff, right? That they take up too much time, they, they bloat the team, right, et cetera, so on and so forth. And so I, I have this thought in my head that the quality of writing may not, may be, I don't know, this rumor, right? Rumor and speculation. That the, I'm very cautious about the next release because while Bioware in the past was fire, the, the doctors no longer work there. Most of the team has changed. Like the only thing Bioware about Bioware is the name right now. And Dreadwolf isn't set to release until at least sometime after March of next year, 2024. And so we have um, some sources out there that are saying that at the earliest it will be summer, like July of 2024, that we'll see Dreadwolf. Um, And then Mass Effect, the next one, like they're diverting assets from the Mass Effect team to the Dragon Age team right now. So it'll be even further out from that. Like, by that time, Jason, you're going to be well into your 40s before Mass Effect 4 comes out. Um, and I I'll mean, be closer to 45, I, I think, not, by the time God that comes damn. out. So, I'm just kind of... I was looking back at, like, how long I've been gaming, right? And had this weird reflection moment of, like, what's good, what was good versus where we're at today, right? Like... The Bioshock series was pretty iconic when we were younger, right? And that was really the only great thing that Ken Levine did. And then apparently he's gotten to a point where nobody wants to work with him whatsoever. And so, you know, and the only thing he's got going is that game that looks basically like another Bioshock. Um, the brothers in that did the, uh, you know, Bioware stuff are no longer in the game anymore, right? So they're not making games. Um like some of the writers that made some of the best RPGs are not out there anymore. Just I'm trying to think of that writer um, from Obsidian. I cannot remember his name for the life oh, of me right now. Uh, um, that just now started writing again uh, because he got canceled and everybody judged him before. Chris, huh? Chris, Chris Avalon. Avalon. Chris Avalon, right? He did a lot of the Baldur's Gate stuff, right, and some of the Fallout stuff. Um who got canceled before anybody thought to check their sources that got him out of jobs that got him out of, um, dying light Two, which I think dying light Two was a good game, but could have been great. Had they let him stay on the staff? Um, like he's, he's made all sorts of contributions and now, you know, he's essentially got the people that accused him of rape to issue a public apology for essentially ruining his career for two years and possibly staining him for a while. Right. Um, you've got just like going through all the stuff that we used to be good that is no longer as good, right? Like Blizzard has a lot to prove with Diablo since they've fucked up a lot of Diablo stuff recently, right? Um, yep. They used to be the kings with World of Warcraft. And of course, World of Warcraft has a tale that's almost 20 years long. Um, Bethesda has not done a great job in a while since Fallout 4. 
right? Fallout 76 was middling at best. It got better, but it's still not great. It's still a pretty B-tier game. It's nowhere near the quality of stuff they had before. Yep, they're going to have a lot to prove with Starfield. They've got a lot to prove with Starfield. Um, Right, Respawn's done good with the Jedi stuff, but not with their ports, right? We... FromSoft has just gotten better. It's one of the few developers that continues to get better. We got Armored Core possibly coming out. So it's like the stuff that we grew up like really liking, right? Like Kojima, right? Like we had we had Death Stranding. I don't know what else he's working on. I thought that game would be hokey as shit, and it ended up being great. So like he still got Kojima making games, and you got Capcom just re-releasing everything under the sun, which good on them for making these old games great, but like they're not releasing anything new besides Street Fighter. Right, like every every reason, like they've got Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, Resident Evil Four. Right, like they did release another Resident Evil, but I'm I'm kind of done with Resident Evil and have been for a long time, so I don't really want to play Resident Evil. So, like a lot of the stuff that I've been playing has been these smaller indie developers coming up with different or new ideas to things that work, or playing games that are like solid because they are not trying to completely reinvent the genre. Right, like Dead Island is fucking solid um just why i'm playing it right now it's fucking solid that's just all there is to it but like rp in the RG, rpg space like we're just really lacking right now everything wants to be a battle royale or a pve pvp game or something like that i don't want to play that because at 40 years old i have a hard fucking time like no offense to you and rusty but you guys aren't exactly available every other night to play a multiplayer game yeah no and totally and, uh, I don't, you know, Trent's always busy. Like all my friends are busy doing shit. And so, you know, um, I'm in a spot where I'm not in a place to play multiplayer. So it's, I'm just in a weird place, you know? Um, but yeah, long story short, like I look at single player games as being the thing I want to play and they're just all the old developers are not doing great shit right now. And like, i kind of opened my eyes to be really skeptical with Bethesda. Like, I really want Starfield to succeed. I'm just really wary because they haven't put out a good game since 2016. Um, yeah. And then you had Redfall, right, from Arcane. Like, freaking Dishonored 1 and 2 are fucking fantastic. Deathloop was a slog. I played a little bit of that, just could not. It was repetitive in all the wrong ways. Like, I just could not get into it. But also, like, their lead writer is no longer the same lead writer, and their lead designer is no longer their same lead designer, right? So it's no surprise that Redfall is not great. And thank God it was it's both on Game Pass, and I got it free with my graphics card. So I'm not out any money on Redfall, but also not playing it right now. So the one game we had that I was really interested in was fucking Jedi Survivor, and that won't fucking run. Um, and I'm not in the mood to play a remake right now. So I don't know. I'm just, you know, I want something to be good to come out right now. And a lot of these developers have something to prove. And I don't, you know, it's, it's at this point, like it's time to stop blaming the pandemic on this shit. Like we've had at least, you know, at least a year and a half of some normality. I know games take a lot longer to make than a year and a half, but, um, we're in a place where we need some quality releases. I know Zelda just came out, right? Zelda has sold 10 million units in three days. Um, at the time of reporting, when I was looking through some of the gaming stuff that we we look at, we we use a lot of Reddit. Um, and that's great. I I wasn't as I'm one of those weird guys that wasn't into Breath of the Wild. I don't like the. To me, it's kind of a bland and generic adventure. I I said it. I know you Zelda fanboys just pissed your, pissed your shit right now, but it's not really my thing, and I'm not going to buy a Switch just for that. Now, if they come out with a new, not a remake, but a new Metroid, I fucking really love Metroid. Or if there was a new Castlevania that was Nintendo exclusive, probably get that. Um, but I, I've outgrown Mario. I'm just, that's just not my thing. I've outgrown, you know, Animal Crossing's not my thing either. Um, there's not a lot of Pokemon's not my thing. It never was. I was, you know, I'm almost I'm the middle child of this group, and Pokemon came out when I was in late high school, and I was already at the point that Pokemon was really big on Game Boy. I was playing fucking Samurai Showdown. Um, right. It like I was in that weird kid stage of like, oh yeah, that's a kid's game. I'm not gonna play that. I need something with some blood. Um. 
So I I was past the age for Pokemon. So not really my thing either. But um, that being said, I mean, I'm optimistic. Armored Core hopefully knocks her socks off. Starfield hopefully knocks her socks off. Diablo is as good as it was in the beta uh, with the improvements that they need for the Necromancer. Take take notes. Um, I don't know. I think that's just what I'm kind of looking forward to. Like, really, the only thing this summer that's big that's dropping, like, actually big is Diablo. We got, you know, some smaller releases I'm sure we'll talk about. Like, I'll probably get Bolt Gun um, if I have some time next week. But I got some stuff I got to do. Got to do a lot of fo- photo editing like next week, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But that was the end of my rant. Did you find anything else that you wanted to talk about, Jason? Not really, man. There's still just not a whole lot out there. A lot of, yeah, you know, lot of studios and publishers are kind of holding their cards for next month. Um, there will definitely be a whole lot more to talk about well yeah because we got the the, in the coming weeks right like in probably like three weeks there's like the pc game show and then what's the one that jeff Keeley does uh like summer of games or something like that yeah summer game show or summer game show yeah yeah. um jeff Keeley's been doing a pretty good job of that um and you know he's a little bit older than us but it's been around the gaming industry for a long time and He's not the uh, Spike Game Awards dude, you know, like it's mostly a bunch of, it's not a lot of keynote speeches, it's a whole bunch of game release stuff. I'm not really worried about what's game of the year right now, I just kind of want to know what people are working on. And I think probably within the next four episodes, we're going to have a decent chunk of news to go through as we go through all of those releases and, you know, I don't know, make a thing of it and watch trailers and drink beer or something, I don't know. But, Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, Jason, where can you find us? With that, find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash real tiltcast and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got Picking Up the Pixels or the Pupcast. You've got noquarters.net bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv they do destiny wikis and with that it's the end of the show all right peace